0: And welcome to another episode of Cathode Raycast, the Story Screen Presents podcast where we talk about all things television. We've missed you. It's been a while. I think last month I took off. Not by choice per se, but it was just the way the calendar worked and my schedule worked. So I'm excited to be back. I'm your host, Bernadette Gorman-White. And today I'm joined by Scotty Arnold.
1: Hello. Happy Hello. to be here.
0: Yes. Happy to have you back.
1: <laughs> and we, we promised we did, and we did it, which was cool. That's true. Yeah. That's Here we true. are. Here we are to talk about Buzz, Buzz, Buzz. Buzz,
0: Buzz, Buzz. Buzz, Buzz. Buzz. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We uh, had kind of put this podcast off, Yellow Jacket Season 2. Uh, Scotty and I did Season 1 when that finally came out and finished. Um, but I'd been putting Season 2 off just on the off chance that they announced when this 10th episode is going to come out and they haven't announced it yet. They're so we just figured... keeping
1: it. Yeah. Maybe, you know, little 15 minute bonus episode, maybe sometime in the future. Just talking yeah. about the, the added thing.
0: Yeah, for
1: sure. For sure.
0: We'll definitely try to cover that as well. Maybe that will be a bonus episode on the Patreon. Who knows? There you go. Yeah. Pay money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, But yeah, so Yellow Jacket season two, it ended about a month ago. Mm. I would say at this point, Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched it as it was airing. I've seen a few episodes twice. I've seen the finale twice. I've seen, I think, episode two twice, maybe episode one twice as well. Excellent. But I watched it as it was coming out. Uh Uh-huh. And Scotty, you just binged it all pretty much yesterday. Oh, yeah. Let's talk
1: about it. It's all fresh (laughs) in my mind. So
0: the hosting... Tables might be turning a little bit because I think Scotty will be refreshing my memory on maybe some of the things that I have forgotten a little uh, bit about.
1: And congrats to Showtime who got me to resubscribe.
0: Yes. <laughs> Man, I will say Showtime is like the one app that really could do to get a little bit more on their channel because, yeah, it is kind of sparse. You do join Showtime just to watch like one or two things.
1: What I think is it turns out if you, you can you can do a Paramount Plus with Showtime subscription that sort of is a two for one deal. I think um, you're right. That maybe is is worth it friends check it out
0: paramount plus if you're listening i'm trying to watch all the scream movies because i've Mm. still only seen the first one and scream 2 will not load on your app paramount (sighs) plus hot takes
1: scream 2 is the best one
0: if you're listening paramount please fix that because i just want to watch all the screams Uh because our girl jasmine savoy brown is in scream 5 and 6 Uh, just 6
1: just 6 okay just six.
0: Trying to get there. Then. Yeah.
1: You'll get there. Okay. I believe in you. Life is, <laughs> life is long and there aren't that many screams.
0: There aren't. There aren't. It's not like a Halloween situation right. or like a Friday the 13th situation. No, we're not quite at there. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So we both loved Yellow Jacket season one. We did. We speculated a lot at the end of that podcast. We about did. What might be coming. Yeah. We talked a lot about the cult and our fascination with what would be happening with the cult. We did. And it turned out that the cult was mostly new people that they didn't really dwell on, yeah. so I think the cult kind of went in a way that we didn't expect.
1: It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Although I think we both like like Lottie being at the center of it felt right, and, and for that sure was, that was a that was a gimme, right? Yes. Um. Uh, I how like before we dig in, like, did you like the season?
0: I did like the season. Great. It did. I think not quite have the energy Uh of season one Uh and that pacing that Uh the season one had. I think season two really suffered. And by the way, listeners, we're going to get into spoilers immediately. (laughs) Just be prepared. (laughs) Mm. But I think season two suffered from keeping all of the main cast separate for a good portion of it. Uh And so obviously they knew what they were doing. They did it all on purpose. There was a really good payoff at the end. Sure. When they all converged for the last few episodes. Yes. And so they were building towards something. Yep. But it took me a while to get my stubborn brain around the fact that it's like, no, it's not going to be like season one. It's different. Yeah. And you can get on board with this ride as well. Uh-huh. And so I did overall really, really enjoy it. Yeah. And I love these characters. Yeah. But I do think season one had an energy a specific energy that season two perhaps lacked a little bit but season two also was more involved when you look back at season one you think the present day timeline is like pretty bare bones it's like pretty simple
1: it is and it is this gave and, them and more and to do it did it did I, I i think that what we got in season one what they could ride on in season one is like the the where are they now ness of it right mm-hmm. um it's a little bit like how X-Men 2 could fly because X-Men 1 rocked, right? You have to set up the characters and then you can sort of, like, do things with them. But, hot take, maybe. Maybe not. Um, uh, I I I don't know, man. Season 2. Like, I'm, I'm excited to talk sort of maybe character by character with you about what's going on because um, season 2 uh, didn't feel like it had as much drive to me. Didn't feel like it had as much focus, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and and it's an advantage that season one had, right? Like we 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 open with a cannibal scene, and so we know where we're going, and then we get to see sort of the buildup of how we get there. Season two, uh, some interesting things happening, some great acting as always, uh, some great performances, but it felt a little bit like it was spinning its wheels a little bit for me. Um, uh, but let's let's dive into how.
0: Yeah, I wonder if that is because season one. It's just like when a musician releases an album, like it's a very contained whole thought that these showrunners have. And then once it's a hit, then they have to figure out where to go from there. Right. And maybe they're trying to leave a lot of things open-ended because the closer they get to merging this past story with the present story,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: the fewer options they'll have. True. So they're really trying to leave their options, I guess, as open as possible. So right. that's why they're opening all of these different doors to right. different areas. Right. And I'm wondering, I I have faith in them. I think they can nail it and yeah. hopefully they won't write themselves into a corner. You know, or a cave. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I hope that they have things kind of in place so that they don't screw themselves over. Yeah, in certain arenas. But
1: and we talked, you know, when the show premiered, and we talked last last episode about them very consciously having a five season arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I am uh, that makes me confident that they know where they're going. Right. Um. But maybe part of it from I mean. When I think of long-running shows that I like, um, it's hard for me to think of a long-running show whose engine is, like, mystery, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, I think uh, when I think... Of Lauren Ambrose and I think of Six Feet Under I think of this like great character study right and I think of like living in in these people and seeing how they grow and change Mm -hmm. and I think it's going to be hard as we continue to um, if the engine of this show is really sort of like mystery figuring out exactly what happened um, that's going to be hard to sustain for five seasons and I think we saw that a little bit in season two for me.
0: Fair. Yeah.
1: Um, and I'm going to keep watching. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Definitely. We're
0: in this for the long haul. Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: Um, okay. So, uh, let's see. Should we go episode by episode? Should we go character by character? Should we go highs and lows?
0: I think to go episode by episode would be a little lengthy. Yeah. It might be a very long podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Buckle up. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I think maybe skirting around from maybe characters. Great. To kind of flesh out the conversation and, flesh, then, yeah. mm. and then if we uh, have forgotten anything, we can go back and touch on points that we may have missed.
1: Uh-huh. Great. Love it.
0: But yeah, what, what I will say about second season um, had a great first episode. Uh-huh. I think if anything, Yellow Jackets knows how to nail that first se- season episode. <laughs> totally. For sure. But I will say they teased a little bit with showing Lottie getting off the plane when she's rescued. Uh-huh. And I thought we were being introduced to a third timeline. uh uh-huh. And then that was the only time we saw that timeline it was just Lottie, essentially what happened to her. That's true. When she got rescued. That's true. So I wonder if maybe the next seasons will also feature someone's specific storyline. Sure. For when they got rescued. Right. But we'll see. That we'll might see. have just been a storytelling method to get Lottie in the mix, because this is the first time that we're seeing adult Lottie, first time we're seeing an adult fan. And, so.
1: and Lottie is uh, is the only character so far that has that has a very specific like what happened to her right after they got rescued which exactly. is she went to a mental institution in Switzerland. Yes. Um by Lottie. Yes. Um uh spoiler she's back. She's
0: back. <laughs> and she's teal swan. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch The Deep End with Teal Swan? No. On Hulu. No. How much do you know about her?
1: Uh, nothing. Nothing. I guess.
0: Oh, okay. There's this woman. Her name is Teal Swan, and she does have a cult very similar to Lottie's, and that Hulu. I believe it's Hulu did a docuseries series about her okay. last year, two years ago. Okay. And uh, Teal is crazy. but very similar story that she experienced a lot of trauma when she was young. And so she's put in place all of these different methods to push through the trauma.
1: Okay. Oh, this really is. These people
0: come and live with her on her kind of like compound. And they do have this beautiful outdoor arena slash, I don't know, uh, area by water yeah they go through these ceremonies and yeah as soon as lottie comes into the mix i'm like oh they really took inspiration okay from miss teal
1: great for sure i'm gonna have to check her out
0: so it made it even more bonkers because i know that there's a real person sure like this
1: yeah Yeah. okay great love that yeah um uh i i well Here's a question. So in season one, we talked about really following Shauna as like a protagonist, like, you know, group protagonist, but we're really seeing most of it through Shauna's eyes. Do we feel like that sticks in season two? Or do we feel like we're following somebody else? Or do we feel like we're like moving to a place of really being a group?
0: Yeah, that is interesting, because in season one, they're together so frequently, right? but you are still seeing mostly Shauna screen time. Yeah. And in this one, there are so many divergent stories going right. on. There are. that it is kind of hard to say whether there's one protagonist.
1: Melanie still gets top billing.
0: Yes, she does. Um, mm-hmm.
1: and she should, she's great. Uh huh. Um, also, I mean, just to talk about billing for a moment, we got Lauren Ambrose's name from season from episode one, and I yes. kept waiting for her, mm-hmm. and I kept like second guessing myself of like. Is grown-up Lottie a really different-looking Lauren Ambrose? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, spoiler, it's not. it's not. I was like, if this, it, and also if Lauren Ambrose is not playing adult Van, then what the hell is going on? Right, um, right. Uh, but they really made us wait for that. That was rude. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I have not seen Six Feet Under, okay. but it's on my list. Great. Um, but I'm familiar with Lauren Ambrose from the fourth season of Torchwood. Excellent. The American season of Torchwood. Great. That is. Very bad and kind of a slog to get through. I remember liking it when it first came out. I was really excited for the U.S. Great. And, like, American actors to get uh-huh. to act alongside all of these Torchwood actors. Uh-huh. uh-huh, uh And Lauren Ambrose is uh-huh. in the show. Okay, great. So that's what I knew her from.
1: She's, I, um, uh, probably like most people who have watched All of 60 Under, I, I worship at her altar.
0: Yeah, she's great um,
1: I, I, I killed the humans that she asked me to kill <laughs> Just kidding, that was, a, that was a reference to the show <laughs> No animals or humans were harmed in the making of this episode
0: Or elephants, yeah <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, I am a Lauren and Stan, and I was very excited to know that she was coming on the show And um, But god damn, made me wait I know <laughs>
0: It was not nice
1: It wasn't nice uh, but, you know, that was my favorite, like, you, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of literal sort of record, like needle drops on, in this show, but my favorite needle drop was, was just Lauren Ambrose's needle drop. <laughs> um, well,
0: especially rude to have her being introduced at the very end of an episode. Uh,
1: they really this way. Um, that's, but it was a good, I mean, I, so, and, and last time you brought up, I think very smartly, the, the. Um, A maybe criticism that the show doesn't super care about making really tight episodes as much as it cares about a season arc, right? Mm -hmm. That, like, there's not, like, oh, man, episode two is a thing in and of itself, right? And I do think that continued here. And so, yes, you meet Lauren Evers at the end of an episode, but but... I feel like the, the hook of that is pretty consistent with the show of like dropping some bomb at the end of something to get you to click play again.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Not my favorite way to run a show, but. Uh-huh. It, yep. <laughs> but they're doing it. They fell into yep. it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but I will say, even though other shows do fall into that trap where um, there's really nothing going on during the episode, except for the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, this doesn't do that. There's, no, there's, there's still a lot of meat in the middle of the episodes. A lot of but... stuff happened
1: this season. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I think that maybe it's – we're, like, macro still looking at Shauna, but I think that sort of the, this season really belonged to Lottie, I would say.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: Um, as, as the character who we meet as an adult for the first time, uh-huh. um, uh, as the character who we really – uh has a lot going on in the nineties mm-hmm. has a lot going on today um and the whole uh to me the to me the i guess the question of this season was um, in the reality of the show is the 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 wilderness is this religion real? Or is mm-hmm. it in people's heads, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we're getting that in the 90s. And I think we're getting that today. And I think these these people with trauma to process are processing partial memories and are trying to figure out how crazy they were or how real this was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a great hook. And I think that's a great thing to think about. Um, what? How are you left at the end of season two thinking about the wilderness?
0: I do think that season three will start to tackle that a lot more Uh because what I think the characters right now are struggling with, with it being nature in the wilderness or trauma, Uh um, is that these ladies had not been thinking about these things. They got rescued and they really tried their best to just hide it away and never think about it again. Yeah. And so at the beginning of season one, that's when they start having to think about it and start Mm -hmm. questioning things. And Mm -hmm. now they're actually reckoning with what happened out there. Yeah. And so it's really the first time. So it's not like something that they've been dwelling on for years, except maybe Lottie who started a cult centered around it. Right. (laughs) Because she seems very convinced it's the wilderness.
1: Uh
0: (laughs) But uh, we get that nice twist during the season that Lottie might have been misinterpreted. Uh When she was out in the wild, maybe she liked the power of girls looking towards her, and then she started to realize this is too much responsibility. Yeah. Maybe what I'm saying is a little bogus. Yeah. Uh,
1: Right, which was definitely a twist from
0: everything
1: we knew about her as a viewer.
0: Exactly. To get a moment where she was literally possibly dying and says this thing that is misconstrued by Misty and the girls to be like, don't let my body go to waste. And then Misty runs with it and then tells Lottie she can't back down because Misty can't have yet another body or death on her hands. Because poor Misty, she's always...
1: Poor Misty? I don't know about
0: that. I don't know. (laughs) I mean... She
1: didn't intentionally kill Crystal.
0: No, she did not. She did not. And then she also had that extremely heartbreaking scene with Ben where, you know, she's afraid he's going to kill himself and... Yeah, so I, I do think, you know, Misty, she's a very interesting character. I think she's <laughs> one of the best. Um, and she gets, like, some weird stuff in this season, for sure, that we'll get into with Elijah Wood's character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But hmm But, yeah, I can see what you mean with this season being Lottie's season. And if anything, which we'll get into the bigger discussion later about Nat, I think this season did a really big disservice to Nat's character if... Mm. Since they knew they were going to do what they did mm. to her, so I, mean. I feel like while you had to have Lottie in there, yeah, and Lottie was kind of like the magnet and the driving force, yeah, the the center of the season, yeah, it it did seem like they didn't spend enough time with maybe the Nat storyline as they should have,
1: this, especially if this was going to be her small town,
0: yeah, at least adult Nat. Because I was even more heartbroken afterwards knowing that we're still going to see young Nat, which I love that actress. I think she's great. Nat Nat, and Shauna are my faves. Yep. But it made me sadder even to think that in the future now we're not going to have Juliet in yep. the show. Yep. But we'll still have Sophie. Yep. So, I mean, that's nice, but it's going to be heartbreaking seeing young Nat on the screen every time.
1: It is. It is. Knowing her fate. Yeah. yeah. And, I, look, to be fair, we have... Um, uh, there have been characters who die and we still get to see them so
0: that's true <laughs> let's see what happens that's true
1: um, And I do, I, I'm i saying it here and now I don't think we've seen The Last of Julia Lewis
0: that'd be cool <laughs> I would love that <laughs> um, it would be really cool if they come full circle and have some kind of plain scene in the end because young Nat says to old Nat like we've always been here yeah so it would be kind of cool to see them do literally that same scene again sure. at some point in the series
1: sure sure so you bring up, you, you open a can of worms here. Yes. Um, uh, there's a lot of alternate reality stuff going on in this season. Um, let's uh, try to list it. Mm-hmm. We have that moment. We have whatever is happening with Coach Ben. He, oh, he yeah. does seem to be in his, there, there seems to be a gay life that he's living. And he seems to be sort of aware in that gay life about the reality of the plane crash Mm -hmm. or that it's fake or that. Yeah. Like what is that to you?
0: I think it's his coping mechanism Uh to just deal with the fact that he's trapped in this area, which he clearly thinks is full of uh, crazy young girls.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so everything, everything from the point of him going to his boyfriend and saying, no, I want to live authentically is in his head. Is that the Mm -hmm. idea? Mm -hmm. Okay. Great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think, He's basically trying to envision what his life would have been if he wouldn't have gone on this trip Uh with the ladies. Uh Uh-huh,
1: uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I would fully accept that, but for the idea that we also have other people going through a similar thing that feels like more than storytelling to me. Okay. Um, In terms of the reality of the baby, right? Mm -hmm. So, like... Like Coach Ben is not the only one with this like alternate reality thing that he seems to be experiencing, that seems to have some like it. You know, I mean, and, and maybe it's just a very twenty twenty thing, but I I tend to jump very quickly toward like multiverse or toward like like is there is there a scenario in which both of these things are sort of true? Like, is there yeah. like what's um, the Sean is. Sean's baby being born alive feels felt real enough in the way that they were presenting it. I mean, I know that when we like, you know, when we got to them eating the baby, it felt very stylized, um, which was good. I don't think I want to really see a very realistic eating a baby scene. Okay. Um, you need
0: it as mother as possible. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, And also, you know, Rosemary's baby and also like all of it. Right. Yeah. Um, I, but, but we have Shauna doing it. We have Coach Ben doing it. We have um, – uh, and then even the, the the moment that we saw with Natalie in the plane in the end felt, mm-hmm. again, like some sort of alternate reality that we are able to tap into sometimes. And I don't know if I'm misreading that. I don't know if that's just a a, a – a language that this tv show is speaking in or if we're like if we're supposed to be thinking of those things as metaphor or thinking of those things as somehow literal and mystical and tied into the mystical world that we're, we've been experiencing
0: interesting i did not read it as such when i was watching the show Great. but are you also maybe applying that it's the the wilderness like placating them and trying to tell them that if you stay here things might be rough but i can also show you these other possibilities
1: could be could be um that's a that's a that's a great thought i the i feel like i brought this up last episode and i'm still interested in sort of uh uh how the show ties into itself Mm -hmm. and making sure like i want i and maybe this is a bias that i have but like i i kind of want uh I want everything to tie in together. I I don't want I'm I'm and and we don't know how things are going to end yet. But I'm I'm hoping that Thaisa's Jekyll and Hydeness is not is is related to Lottie's mysticism is related to the island. And it's a little bit hard for me to buy right now that both of those things happened before we went to the island. And a big idea in season two is that is that. They they tapped into something at the island and took it back with them, which mm-hmm. is why we're still here, or which is why we're here going through this in 2023. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does that relate to the things that were that these women were already experiencing pre island,
0: like uh, Thaisa with the man with no eyes, right? That she had seen since childhood, right? Interesting,
1: um, right? And like Lottie. N-
0: n- n- knowing that there was a car crash right exactly
1: yeah. um uh right so, what is that i'm still hopeful that we're gonna that we're gonna sort of that the show is going to provide us with an answer that ties these things together because if it doesn't that feels very coincidental that all of this weird shit is happening to this group of folks um,
0: yeah, because really we only have those two ties. We have Lottie and Taissa, and maybe Laura Lee. if you want to count her. Maybe dying in that pool and then being saved. Uh-huh. She either, she either died in the pool or she was fine and she yep. was just saved from the pool, but she wasn't dying. Yep. But yeah, I mean Laura Lee, They still use Laura Lee sure in this season. Yeah. For plot points and ways to draw characters back into the wilderness. Yep. So. Yep. Um, but I will say that other people experiencing the otherworldness, worldness, the, the multiverses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just Ben and Shauna. Mm-hmm. And then is it Lottie that goes to the mall? Who goes to the mall? Um, Lottie
1: goes to the mall.
0: I thought so. When she sees all the girls there. Yep. Which I thought is the one scene this season that did feel like it didn't quite match. Uh-huh the other weird hallucinations uh-huh. of, of the other ones but mm-hmm. who knows I still liked it yeah <laughs> I mean it's very easy when you have a show like this they can pretty much show us anything and it's like yeah I'll believe that right yeah I'll believe that <laughs> yeah why wouldn't I
1: <laughs> right I'm I'm pretty ready to go on this ride but I but I I'm I'm still hopeful but the, I'm, I'm hopeful that they're not painting themselves into the corner a corner and I'm a little bit worried that they are sure. Um, in terms of how all of this stuff is gonna like like what i want as a viewer is for is to eventually find an answer that ties into most of the things that we've been watching that um that feels like deep and resonant enough that's not just sort of like a uh a plot device or like a or like an overly complicated sort of sci-fi um uh trope but is but is somehow spiritually connecting all these things. Mm-hmm. Um and the more things that we explore and the further we get down this road, I get a little bit worried or nervous. But look, sure. I'm here for the ride. Yeah. Um uh we have okay prediction um uh, prediction is the, the, the blood sacrifice that was made at the end of the season is maybe going to cure Van's cancer.
0: That would be very cool because we love Van. We love
1: Van. We love <laughs> Van.
0: <laughs> yeah. We also, you have to wonder, cause we don't really know much about Van's cancer. Uh-huh. It seems like it's pretty grounded. Cancer is a pretty grounded thing in uh-huh. our reality. Sure. Um, but yeah, is she dying from cancer because she was bitten out in the wilderness? Is it like a deep-seated cancer that way? Who knows?
1: I like this. I like this. I didn't even go there yet. That's yeah. great. That's great. Okay.
0: So um, you never know. It, yeah. I mean, it would be very cool also if Van's cancer goes away, which it seems like she was... Pretty soon to die, correct? I don't think she had a whole lot of time left Months is what she says yeah, so it would be pretty miraculous for her to suddenly get better and it not be the wilderness saving her yes, yeah, I agree,
1: right. She's talking about it like it's terminal and soon it's happening yeah yeah um uh but but something about what they were talking about in that last episode during the hunt mm-hmm. um made me wonder if that's where we're going
0: yeah. Know. Could be.
1: And, like, you you took Juliet from me. Don't take Lauren, Lauren too.
0: I know. I know. You can't get rid of two of the adult characters. Come on. (laughs) Yeah, I was talking to our friend Claire, Uh our friend of the podcast. Uh Hello, Claire. Hi, Claire. Recently. And I was throwing out wild theories. Great. And I need to go back and watch the beginning of the show Uh to see if this man that they find in the attic of the house is missing a leg. Ooh. Because... I was talking to Claire, loop. and I said, wouldn't it be cool if, like, time is a flat circle? Okay. And I like the idea of, like, the wilderness, like, swallowing people. Uh-huh. And the fact that Ben went down into the cavern under the trees. Uh-huh. I think it'd be very cool if, like, nature, like, grew the house again that he burned up, and he's just trapped in there. Okay. Like, like that is his eternal hell for burning this sacred place in the Ooh. wilderness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And if maybe the adults, by the end of the series, go back and the house is there, and Ben is there, dead. And they like actually see him. Okay. That okay. would be very cool. Okay. I don't know who listens to these podcasts. I don't know <laughs> if it'll ever get to the creators. And if they're the types of creators that if a fan says it, do they go the opposite direction? Don't be
1: that guy. Who knows? Don't be that person.
0: But that'd be kind of cool. It would and that, and that would come full circle for you kind of like the thing that you yeah. need to see to right. have it all be connected and right yeah right and not just have random things happening for no reason right yeah
1: so we're 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 I think we're pretty safe in assuming the, the coach Ben was the one to bring on the
0: house I think so I think so uh, I I seen watched him, it twice we've seen to kill the matches right mm-hmm. and the first time I watched it so I went home back home to my mom's house um. for a little over a week for two family weddings uh-huh. and uh oh, oh. let <clears throat> Thank you. And, of course, she doesn't have internet, and she has very terrible reception. So the only way I could watch the season finale of Yellow Jackets was to download it to a device. Yeah. And they won't let you download it to a computer, so I downloaded it to my tiny iPhone 13 mini. (laughs) And so I watched the finale on my phone for the first time, and then I watched it on my TV for the second time. And the second time I watched it, it did seem more clear to me that it was Ben. I thought the first time maybe it was a little more ambiguous,
1: well, the I mean, but. I guess the 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 devil's advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Ben trying to live in his little in in Javi's place. Mm-hmm. Um, we see him not be able to light a fire.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It would make sense that he would steal the matches for himself to live there. True. Um, and it would make sense, uh, knowing. Seeing the look on his face when he saw the girls eating people, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, it would make sense for him to take what he needed and try to separate from the group. Sure. Um. Uh, it's interesting that we could see it. We we could see where he is as the wilderness, sort of giving him a place to hide out. Um. What do you think the wilderness's goal is?
0: I'm not certain. Uh But I do like that it's only the two male characters so far who Uh have found this cave. Uh And that perhaps there is a woman Uh trying to lure them there, Uh maybe keep them there.
1: Uh
0: um, Kind of like the, the jailkeeper, essentially. Okay. And we don't know who this person is yet. We don't know if it's Thaisa, because... Tyus has been the woman in the trees before. With her son. Sure. Um, So maybe she was the woman in the trees back then. But in the images, she seems to have long hair. And Uh Ty has short hair right Uh now. Uh Uh-huh. Hard to say. Um, Yeah, I don't know if the goal for the wilderness is to keep the men separate from the women. Uh Uh-huh. To empower the women. I'm not sure. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And this is going straight into like actually buying in, like the wilderness is happening. It's not just hysteria. Or I mean, (laughs) we can talk about that for a
1: moment. So, one of the one of the interesting things I think about where we are in this series right now is that, um, uh, you know, I'm a person who thinks that most stories are metaphors, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's interesting in this story to acknowledge the metaphor. It's interesting, like to to talk to talk to, for for these grown women to say, maybe this is just our trauma that we are processing. Maybe this didn't actually happen, and it's kind of a bold choice to to acknowledge that in the room as you're telling the story because if they hadn't brought that into the room, then what I would be assuming is that within the story, all of this stuff is real, and looking at the story, all of this stuff is a metaphor for the trauma that they've experienced. But bringing that idea into the story that like these characters are aware that a possibility is that this is just their trauma. But th- I think this, I think the show has given us too many coincidence, coincidences and um, powerful moments to uh, ignore the idea that the wilderness is alive in some way.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. from the bear to the birds uh, to... What else have we gotten? The plane. The plane.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, With the flammable teddy bear.
1: Yep. Um, the way that... Uh, um, the way that that woman was cooked.
0: Yes. Right, Jackie.
1: The way that Jackie was cooked. Jerky. Jerky.
0: Snacky. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Snacky Jackie. <laughs> um... Uh, right. That like the whole, the, the, it might've been in their heads, but nobody was going to do anything about it until, Mm -hmm. um, especially during
0: that that scene where that's the first time you really kind of follow the wilderness Uh through the Mm shots to when the snow gets pushed off the bow of that tree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that, so, so, so I think it's safe to say that it's real within the world of the show. That's Mm -hmm. what I think. I think we've we've gotten too much, and so then like then stuff gets really interesting with Lottie, right? Because current day, we have seen that she went to a mental institution, that she um, came out on the other side, disavowing all of this stuff, uh, truly believing, I think, convincing herself that her visions are fake, right? She's in therapy, and she says, and the therapist is trying to like. Yes, and her visions. And she says, no, everything is fake, right? Um,
0: As is the therapist. (laughs) Spoiler. Spoiler. (laughs) Um,
1: But what does that mean?
0: (laughs) Well, I like that Shauna brings it up in the last episode when she gets chosen for the hunt. And she says, it doesn't matter whether you think it's the wilderness or not. Because it's us—we're the conduit for channeling what we're saying—is the wilderness. So it doesn't matter. Sure. So, which is interesting, because Shauna's been one of the most rational-thinking right. members this entire time. She mm-hmm. has tried to ground her life in science and facts.
1: And I think there's there's this there's a fair amount of of rationale even in that idea, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I guess to me, that line was was about it It doesn't matter if it's a mystical being trying to get us to kill you or just us wanting to kill you, but you better run. Sure. <laughs> sure.
0: This is happening.
1: <laughs> the hunt is on. Um, the hunt is on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, so I'm trying to think about the nineties, uh, and about, do we have any characters in the 90s who have been fully resistant to the idea of the religion?
0: Well, up until Season 2, that character would have been Nat. Right. And at the end of Season 2, we see Lottie pass the torch to Nat to yep. be the new leader out here in the wilderness. But we're not still quite clear whether Nat believes in any of it or not. Yes, we are not. We, it, it seems like she is becoming more okay with the idea of Javi had to die for some purpose. And so if I believe it was because the wilderness chose instead of me allowing him to die,
1: mm-hmm.
0: that's a great coping strategy. But whether it will actually allow Nat to believe it was the wilderness.
1: Do you think the wilderness killed Javi?
0: I think those girls killed Javi. I think me
1: too. Yeah,
0: I think they they didn't outright murder him, but yeah. they allowed him to die. And when you
1: think about the relationship between, like, when, when when we acknowledge that Lottie seems to have been a conduit for the wilderness, usually, and when she hears that Javi died, she is concerned mm-hmm. and upset. Um, that, to me, is another point of, like, oh, this actually wasn't natural. Right. This wasn't what
0: the world wanted to happen. No. And the hunt, I'll get to... The- like, it begins without Lottie say. Lottie doesn't right. ask for the hunt. So she's not even involved for this first ceremony.
1: Which, which is interesting because coming up with... Because then Lottie now is the one who says we need to draw cards and do a ceremony mm-hmm. that the Lottie didn't really have a hand in coming up with. Right. Um, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see Nat now leaning into it a little bit more Mm -hmm. to assuage her guilt sure from what had happened and maybe she does disassociate and starts to believe it is the wilderness and kind of buys into that especially the fact that travis really believes it Mm -hmm. and of course nat loves him and wants to be with him Mm -hmm. and so maybe this is kind of solving all her problems by just giving in yeah and the more you give in to any type of Ideology, the more you do start to believe it, just it's what happens. Yeah. Even at first, you might not be sure. receptive to it. Right. The more you even fake believe it, the more you start to yep. make room for yep. the idea to grow.
1: Fake you make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it seems like maybe in the aftermath of getting rescued. She probably, Natalie probably is dealing with the guilt of maybe believing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. And maybe all of the drug use isn't just for, you know, the murdering or whatever else happened out there. But it's also for allowing herself to believe. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And by the, you know, by the end of season one, we were all pretty, all all, all two of us were pretty sure <laughs> that uh, that Lottie was the, the antler queen. Mm-hmm. Um, but now we don't, like, I think that could be Natalie, right? Based it, on what just happened?
0: It could be Natalie. Um, there is a running theory online that it's a different antler queen each ceremony, just depending. Great. great. Which I like that idea as well. Great. Great. That it's not just one person. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But yeah.
1: Um, uh, Time has a great article about the realities of cannibalism. <laughs> and according to Time Magazine... They're going to have to eat about four more people to survive the okay. rest of the time.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you, Time. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, I so, believe they said four and Coach Ben, as if Coach Ben is not a person. I don't know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um,
0: four teens and one adult male. <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and,
1: and most of one adult male. Most of
0: <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um,
0: so we're thinking probably Mari, probably Akila.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who have we not seen as adults?
0: Um, uh, the blonde backwards cap girl that I forget her name because she was just introduced this season pretty much.
1: Is she one of <laughs> the like, around. but human flesh takes kind of good, right? Is that her <laughs> or is that somebody else? <laughs> I think so. Okay. <laughs> I
0: forget what all of the secondary characters right. say. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Except for poor, I think it's Akilah who has that mouse, that baby mouse that she thinks is alive and it is not alive. It's not alive.
1: Um, Heartbreaking. Okay, so for me, um, Quigley. (laughs) uh, Misty
0: fucking Quigley.
1: Misty Quigley. Um, the first unforgivable thing she did for me was to destroy the black box. Mm -hmm. Uh, and the second unforgivable thing that she did came out of that. And I know she didn't technically kill Crystal. <laughs> um,
0: she implied heavily enough until it happened.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and the, 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 the biggest crime for me is, okay, so that was in the middle of a snowstorm. But uh, the, the bodies on ice. They're going to kill somebody to eat meat. She knows that a body's out there. She looks herself and can't find it, um, which is a mystery, right? Mm-hmm. What happened to that?
0: Extremely. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think in terms of survival, she has a responsibility to let people know she died. She died here. Um, and the idea that, that she's not going to let them eat Crystal feels short-sighted. Yes. <laughs> that, that she would rather somebody else in her group die. That she's okay with somebody else dying to be eaten, but she doesn't want to eat her friend
0: feels mm-hmm.
1: feels a little wasteful to me.
0: Yeah, again with the disassociation of just trying to run from something that you caused to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And she is she she's buying into the wilderness back in the like in the nineties.
0: I think she's buying into whatever the person in power is buying into. I think she's. Uh,
1: does that mean she's playing at buying into it, or does it mean she's actually buying into it?
0: I think Misty never.
1: Misty believes in Misty.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. I think it's all a game for her. It's all siding mm-hmm. with the top dog. Sure. Yeah. 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 Str- sadly, I think Misty is too intelligent to really fully believe in anything. Yeah, I think she's really just playing the popularity card.
1: Which, which is a weird card for her to play. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, which maybe brings us to um, the Hobbit himself.
0: Yes, Walter <laughs> Tattersall, which is like the weirdest last name yeah. I've ever heard in my life. <laughs>
1: um,
0: Does not seem like a real name, right?
1: Yeah, agreed. Yeah, uh, and she looked him up, so she knows his name, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least she knows what the internet said was his name. Correct. Um,
0: this somehow very wealthy, you know, rogue multi-millionaire person. citizen mm-hmm. detective. <laughs>
1: detective. Um, what do you think? Is he is he long for this show? I think so. Yeah, I I do. Great.
0: Um, I was really disappointed that they didn't have a single scene. With he and Melanie Alinsky together, uh-huh. because I know that he and Christina Ricci have a past, but he also has a past in acting with Melanie Alinsky, and I was very disappointed uh-huh. that they did not have a scene together. So Agreed. So, season three has to rectify that.
1: Yeah. Good.
0: Especially now that Walter and Jeff are kind of like buddies in crime.
1: <laughs> Walter and Jeff. <laughs> what a pair. Yes. Um Jeff, I... Uh, Jeff's been a a pretty pretty good guy this season.
0: A very good guy. I'm
1: rooting for Jeff, man.
0: I I'm also a Jeff fan for sure.
1: Um, but the hot take I think was I'm mostly rooting for uh, for for new cop.
0: <laughs> Excuse me.
1: I, look, it's you, a hot
0: take. Are, are you the the rare person who liked mustached cop?
1: Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. Welcome to the gay fan base. <laughs> we like a mustached cop. Yeah. Um, He plays a great cop on Stranger Things, and he plays a great cop here.
0: Little typecast, but it works. Uh,
1: Little typecast, but um...
0: so I thought that was probably the weakest part of the entire season was the fact that Walter walked up to him, sold him this weird Uh cover-up story to get rid of Kevin Tran, Uh and the guy buys it immediately and doesn't bat an eye, and he was like, "All right, I'll go along with this." When it was so convoluted. The way that they would put away Kevin by connecting him to Jessica and connecting him to all this corruption of covering up how to solve this crime. It just seemed like batshit to me. That this I want to was... posit that we
1: actually haven't seen the aftermath
0: of that yet. We, we definitely haven't. But the fact that Walter, that's what he came up with to like try to cover their asses, right. it made like almost no sense for someone who is seemingly very well versed in detective stories. And it was just like one of the weakest alibis I could have ever thought of to get that cop to agree. Yeah. But I agree. I think you're right. I I I think we
1: haven't seen, and I think, you know, the, the fact that, that, that Matt saw through Callie's lie Mm -hmm. makes me think that Matt is going to see through this lie as well. Fair. Um, Uh, I'm, I, I just, I like Matt's sense of humor. I like the idea that, um, that this girl keeps trying to, like, willyana him, and he just keeps not falling for it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He's pretty resistant.
1: He's pretty resistant and pretty confident about that. Um, Yeah. uh, And he is, I mean, he, he, like, objectively, he's on the right side of things.
0: Objectively, yes. (laughs) His methods are bad. Um, And he's a dumb cop for, for going about it the way he went about it, because obviously... Any type of confession or anything like that could not be used. Sure. So, on that side of things, he seems very short-sighted. But sure. 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 Objectively, he's on the right side.
1: Hard. Uh, uh, tricky situation. He She went up to him.
0: She did go up to him. Callie she,
1: went up to... We, she was very dumb. She was very dumb. Um, she's very dumb, but she's proving to be her mother's daughter. Yeah, she's uh, growing on uh, me for sure. I... Uh, and and my uh, assumption is that he was there to eavesdrop and not to try to meet her in any way and then had to sort of roll with the punches, right?
0: Possibly, yeah.
1: And if she comes up and talks to him and the thing that he wants is information from her, I understand why he would engage. Yes. And then it gets tricky. And then they're bowling.
0: Yes. <laughs> Trying not to kiss.
1: Trying not to kiss. <laughs> um... Uh, but I, I just think that he's, he's object, like, Shauna did kill Adam Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Matt is trying to hold her accountable for that,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: which is the right thing to do.
0: (laughs) I think Matt's objective though, is also to maybe put away one of the yellow jackets. You know, I think for him it's a little bit more fame based than justice based. Okay. Yeah, I think the Yellow Jackets would be a big score if he ended up putting Shauna away, and maybe uncovering all of these misdeeds that went on. So I think his motives, yeah, Great. are a little seedy. Great. I don't think it's just straight up cop justice for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's hard. They're the Yellow Jackets, you know. Like, why wouldn't you yeah. be obsessed with their fame right. and stature? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Um... We we also had a couple of fantasy sequences. We had Jeff's fantasy sequence of um, uh, Shauna with, with knife arms. Oh.
0: Um, <laughs> Poor Jeff.
1: We had um, Hedwig himself as a singing parrot.
0: <laughs> yes, the Caligula scene. That was one of my favorite scenes of this season.
1: I was more baffled than excited. Please tell me what you loved about it.
0: I think... The David Lynchness of it all with the red curtain in the background and just how unhinged Christina played that scene, just like (laughs) dancing with like her head bobbing (laughs) in the scene Uh and getting to talk to him, Mm -hmm. her her beloved bird. Her beloved bird. (laughs) Yeah. I really loved how crazy that scene was. And I think if the scene wouldn't have been that out there, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have been as into it. Yeah. But the fact that they just went like balls to the wall, completely insane. Yeah. Was really enjoyable. Okay, good. good. Yeah, good. Yeah, I really, really liked it. He was also recently in The Sandman mm-hmm. last year. Yep, he was. And so he's having a good year. He's having a great year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very happy for him. And he was also in Shrill. I don't know if uh-huh. you watched Shrill, yep. but yep. yeah, yep. he's great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, John, you're doing a great job. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Keep it up. <laughs> uh, so you weren't as into that scene?
1: Maybe. I was. I. I uh, uh, I think because the show has what I am assuming to be some sort of more, uh, like, mystical or grounded breaks with conventional reality, it's hard for me to go into, like, a camp fantasy sequence and, like, take that as a part of the world
0: that they've already set up. Got it. It's just like yet another layer, right? That it, you're being it, asked
1: to. It exc- feels like accept. mixing metaphors to me. Fair, um, but on the other hand, like yeah, if she goes into an isolation chamber, that's exactly what she's going to happen with her. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah.
0: I mean, which also just fuels my theory that Misty doesn't believe in the wilderness at all. Because right. Misty lives in her head. Sure, it's crazier than the wilderness will ever be. Yeah.
1: And then we also get, like, Lottie's vision um, at the suicide. Of Laura Lee. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, that of episode. Laura Lee, and
1: before that, we get, like, um, who do we get as sort of
0: a prophet in that moment?
1: Right? Like...
0: I think it's Laura still. I think it's a guy. Oh. Okay. Before that,
1: we see, like, is it... Is it Kevin that we see? Is it... Um, no, it's not Kevin. We 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 see we see her see uh, a man's face that sort of like fades to white. Um, mm-hmm. It's a wild mm-hmm. moment. We should rewatch it.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, because I watched that first episode because that's in the first episode, uh-huh. I believe. Um, I watched it by myself. I think Heath was away for work, uh-huh. and yeah, season one did not prepare me for what I thought season two was like really gonna lean into horror, uh-huh. and I was like, oh man, this is like maybe a little too scary for me to watch by myself. Uh-huh with that whole scene with Lottie and the prophecy and Laura Lee's face disintegrating. Sure. Yeah. But then they, that was it. That was it. (laughs) That was it. They didn't lean into the horror aspect anymore, which I thought was strange. That first episode had a lot of elements going on, like the third timeline, Uh Uh the scariness of, you know, those visions. And then the rest of the season didn't quite follow through with that.
1: Yeah. And I, I, um, I'm like like fascinated and i don't know if i'm like like i'm like half applauding them and half watching very nervously Mm -hmm. to see how they're handling uh this sort of continued um like not committing to one genre yeah (laughs) Yeah. um i think on some level i'm like that's great you're creating your own thing that's really cool like we're not you know this like like uh this isn't a, a, a straightforward genre piece this is like i feel like uh, like Lost was pretty straightforward a little like it, it was not straightforward but it was kind of straightforward about the questions it was asking and how it was getting there right this mm-hmm. is like this is a puzzle this is a sci-fi thing um, uh, Mike Flanagan is like straightforward gothic horror right Right. Uh, this is something else this isn't quite like this has some lottery in it this has some Lord of the Flies in it but this also has some like trauma process like it has it has a lot of stuff going for it it's it's, it's a comedy it's drama it's a horror um and sometimes I'm really delighted to see all of that interact on screen, and sometimes I'm like, wow, "What do you want me to be feeling right now?"
0: Yeah, and I guess maybe we'll we'll see more of it later on. But I guess maybe each different character has its own genre, if you think about it in that respect. Because Lottie's stuff this season is kind of straight up psychological horror, sure, where she sees the bees dead with blood coming out of the boxes and her therapist isn't even there. And yeah, so maybe she has a very specific genre. Misty's genre is kind of like weird, quirky indie movie Uh with like Walter and her weird little deprivation tank hallucination. And then you have Shauna with like the detective tropes. She's like most of her stuff has dealt with the police and Uh covering up a crime. And yeah, yeah, maybe we we are getting like these little taste like van is like a 90s film <laughs> like yeah we have all these different things kind of converging right yeah right um kind of scattered at times but
1: uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah do you have any uh season three hopes or predictions
0: oh gosh i do hope that they keep the characters together more uh-huh. often because mm-hmm. i think they all work better when they are together mm-hmm. and i think it's gonna be hard to separate them now Maybe. Uh-huh. Um, it would be nice, it's not necessary, to maybe see some resolution with the fact that Thaisa is an elected official, that somehow, like, that didn't matter at all for the latter half of this season. Mm-hmm. And her abandoned wife and child. uh uh-huh. uh-huh. um, Hopefully, we'll see her maybe. I don't want to see her suffer some repercussions, because I genuinely feel for Ty, and she just needs help. Uh-huh. And I think maybe that would be better. But it would be nice to hopefully see some of these loose ends at least be addressed because uh-huh. I think that kind of takes me out of the show a little bit every once in a while thinking yeah. like Thaisa just won this election like uh-huh. what is happening
1: here you don't remember
0: Ty, she's just you ate her face yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> that favorite line in the series for me so far
0: yeah that was pretty hard to watch
1: um,
0: but yeah so hopefully they they touch base on some of these things you know that they've left
1: and let's for me just uh, review what we know about the relationship between Ty's other and the wilderness. Do we okay. think those are the same thing? Do we think those are definitively different things? Do we think those things are related? That's that's the question that I have about those things. Um, Ty's other, I think, is established that is that it exists pre wilderness.
0: I don't think the other existed pre wilderness. Okay. But the man with no eyes okay. did. Okay. And it seems like maybe those two are connected. Okay. Or because she sees the man with no eyes for the first time when her grandma is dying. Correct? Uh-huh. And then we don't see her see him again until she's out uh-huh. in the wilderness.
1: Uh-huh. Agreed.
0: And then she starts sleepwalking. Okay. Um, and somehow now we've been led to believe that in her sleepwalking she's following him. He right. is leading her. Right. But in the present day with adult Ty I don't know if we've seen him again. Maybe once. I cannot remember.
1: I. Uh, I don't remember ever seeing him.
0: Okay. Okay. I think I'm maybe getting confused because in the opening theme song,
1: mm.
0: um, you see him in the opening credits. Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. Now it, featuring more Morissette. Version.
0: Yes. <laughs> Which, I will say, I think the two covers, because they have two episodes this season where it's not the theme song. It's that Atlantis cover, and then there's that other cover. (laughs) Yes. And as much as I think those covers are cool, I don't need them in my theme song. Uh The theme song is perfect the way it is. Uh Yeah. The Atlantis cover, I had heard it previously. When when they dropped it, I listened to it. I didn't realize they were going to use it before an episode, and it kind of took me out.
1: I, that was the first time they used it was the only, that was like the, the, I think the only time that I like skipped the intro. And then at the end of, I, I didn't skip the end credits and they were like title performed by Alanis Morissette. and I was like, has this been a Linus Morissette the whole time? <laughs> 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> Looked it up, figured it out. Um, uh, Yeah, really fun. But maybe that's more of an end credit or like use it at a moment in the show as opposed to changing the, the intro.
0: Agreed. right yeah it's just like with florence covering mm-hmm. just a girl right i i don't think i need it in the show because i think it'll take me out sure but these fun little things that they're doing yeah to go along with the show i'm all about that hype yeah i think it's so cool that people want to participate in mm-hmm. this i agree but yeah if you include these like very famous people in the show yeah. it's yeah it's yeah. too much I think that's what makes the theme song so perfect, is that the first time I heard it, I was like, man, this song is so great. I can't believe I haven't heard this before. Yep. Oh, it's because it was written for the show. Yep. And it fits so well. Totally. Yeah. Totally.
1: Um, so, I guess, I, here's what I'm rooting for.
0: Okay. Yes. What do you want to see in season three?
1: I want to start to tie the supernatural things together. Okay. I want to be told that there is um, maybe a a spiritual realm maybe all over the world that that the man with no eyes and the wilderness exist in, and that they are from the same upside down. From the same, you know? I want to know that they're made from the same fabric.
0: Okay. Um,
1: so that we're not getting a sort of like aliens and exorcisms in the same world thing right
0: american horror story looking at you
1: yeah
0: okay i was picking up what you're putting down oh you were yeah okay
1: um yeah i want to i want to know that um that the story is focused and that's what i'm a little bit afraid of is that like we're we're tying like i'm i'm afraid that it's a a a a room of writers who each have a good idea and they were all just sort of putting them together, whether or not they quite fit. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm hopeful that they can find a world where all these things coexist in an intentional way. Okay. Um, And we don't really have that many things in play. We We don't. We look, we, we did spend too much time trying to figure out how to cover up Adam's murder.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yes. Which I think that's, why we were maybe drawn to the first season of this very simple plot. Like yeah. it going back and rewatching it. Cause I rewatched it before season two came out. Great, I, I did think, Oh wow. Like this is like a very thin plot and it is a lot of focus yeah. on this one thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and season two, I, there's just there. Are, I think there are more exciting things happening in season two than is Shauna going to go to jail. Um, There are, there are things that mean more to the plot at large and it feels like we have most of the characters funneled into like this um this cover-up scheme.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, instead of being like, oh, there's a cult. Oh, that spiritual thing that we felt in the 90s, is that real? Did we kill these people on purpose? Like, did we, did we make a choice to kill these people, or did something else make a choice to kill these people? Um But girls, you killed Hobby. That was you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely.
1: Um I, We don't know that Coach isn't still alive in the present day.
0: There's no definitive on whether Coach is around or not.
1: Uh
0: I still really like the idea that maybe some people just chose to stay out there. I
1: love that you love that idea. (laughs) And I love that idea with you. We also, we haven't, um, I'm curious to, to, I don't think we've had the reveal of literally where they were, right? No. We know they're in a forest, but that's all. Like, we don't know what country, what continent. Correct.
0: I think a lot of people assume it's Canada. Okay. Uh, Yeah, the like, southern edge of Canada. <laughs> but I don't know if that's been confirmed Great. anywhere. Great. Yeah.
1: Great. And it feels like they're rescued. Like, we assume that they're rescued, which means that mm-hmm. it's like a literal place. Although, mm-hmm. it de- you know, it feels like it could be a place, like a Brigadoon place. Like, a, you know, a place that exists for some people but not others. It feels... Like and I'd be cool like, with
0: something like that yeah. being true. Yeah. Yeah, if they somehow walk out of the woods one day and they literally were somewhere very close to yeah. society and yeah. weren't allowed to know that. Right. Yeah.
1: Um, what do you want for Lottie?
0: Hmm. <laughs> I definitely don't think Lottie should be allowed to talk to anyone and have power over anyone that doesn't know her story. <laughs> um i think a lot of people were probably misinformed about uh-huh. the healing powers of one charlotte lawrence
1: uh-huh.
0: um i think her last name is lawrence i think that's right um but yeah it it is heartbreaking out of all of the characters you know getting towards the end of the season you're getting a lot of hints dropped that probably someone's going to die yeah. especially when they invoke the hunt um and the whole time it's awful to say this, but I was like, well, if any of them are going to be killed, just kill Lottie. Like, kill Lottie. That's okay. Yeah. I think she's a fascinating character, but if- she is one of the few, not to say that none of them can be saved, but I think it's going to be the hardest to help her deal with whatever she has going on just because the poor girl has been misunderstood her entire life. Mm-hmm. I think she she has the biggest uphill battle
1: and she, right, she's she's maybe too screwed up at this point
0: mm-hmm. with
1: with their like like I think there's a world where she used to have a, a real natural connection right with this thing that is gonna be really hard for her to access with the baggage that she has around being in a mental institution and being told that's not real and Right, maybe being drugged out, out of the mind. And, right. And, yeah. Right, right, just some things.
0: It also made me very sad with at the very end of the season that Lottie says the nature is pleased. Uh-huh. With our choice.
1: Uh-huh.
0: But you've said that before, Elati. And nature came back. So what do you think? Like, this is just going to keep happening? Right. Like, it's is only appeased for 10 years and
1: Is it it? Right, right. right. <laughs>
0: In 10 years, are you going to feel like the nature needs another sacrifice? Right. Like, where's the end game here?
1: And speaking of it, like, w- like, one of the engines of the show that I do want to acknowledge is just like, it's always... With a with a plot like this, it's always fun to watch two actors play off of each other in different times, right? It's always fun to watch like Van versus Van to watch to watch these these two actors emulate each other and figure out how to play each other, mm-hmm. um, and that continues to be a delight. And um, even if it like I'm con- I'm uh, compelled to the rest of the show, but even if I weren't, that is a good enough reason to watch. <laughs>
0: oh, definitely! I just love the idea that. The older actors who have been in the business longer have the very fun job of not getting to play the lead, essentially, because they have to mimic what the younger actors are doing. Yeah. Because it doesn't make sense backwards.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Which is very cool. Yeah. And especially, like, I think it's really fun with with the folks who joined this season, right? Of, like... The, the young actor playing Van and the younger actor playing Lottie didn't even have a choice. They weren't like, I'm going to be playing young Lauren Ambrose." They were like, I'm going to be playing this character. My my Lauren Ambrose has to come watch first season and be like, okay, what does she look like in 20 years?
0: <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, the older Van, I definitely think with the whole, you know, idea of having cancer mm-hmm. and dealing with her mom, I guess, maybe also mm-hmm. her abusive mom, mm-hmm. uh, having that relationship. And coming back to that, uh, Liv Hewson, who plays the younger van, has yeah. like such like a warmth and yeah. light to her yeah. that Lauren does such a good job of like burning out, kind of. Yeah. Like there's really nothing going on. Yeah. Behind Lauren Ambrose's eyes. And she does such a good job of playing that like, I'm already dead almost. Yeah. Until Ty comes back and then kinda of wakes her back up and it seems like or she just has. She's the other tie
1: Waker back up. You never mm. know. Yeah.
0: It seems like she has a bit of like a verve to live again, you know?
1: It does seem like that. Yeah. Well, and she's, you know, I think she's a little bit angry at Ty for that because she feels like she needs to resign herself to yes. her intending
0: death. She had made her peace. Right. And now right. she's not allowed to.
1: Right. Okay, so we have. We have. Let's. So the wilderness needs attention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the wilderness is a teenage girl. Is that what you're saying?
1: <laughs> the wilderness needs blood sacrifice. The wilderness need like what does the wilderness need? Um, and why does it need it now after 25, 30 years, however long it's been? Um, we back then, um, it didn't. F- it f- feels like maybe the wilderness needed them. To the extent that it helped keep them alive. Sure. Um, does it still need them? What does that mean? What is the... Who's God? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it. we definitely haven't seen everything from before the crash mm-hmm. slash after the crash. Who's to say that they are the only group that ever suffered mm-hmm. out there? Right. You know, it could be a magnet pulling people in. Every sure. so often, every so many years, you know. Right. It, the the soccer team got a lot of press. Mm-hmm. So you're led to believe that maybe this is the only occurrence out there. But Right, but the cabin was there. That's true. The they cabin did. was there and the plane was there. And and, the plane was
1: there and the symbols were there.
0: Right, right, right. So I, I like the idea that if the wilderness is doing things actively out in the forest, mm-hmm. that it's not just this group of individuals who... Which, which like, have been plagued by this.
1: Which ties very much into It, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm not not into that.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, they have three more seasons, supposedly, right. to right. kind of flesh this out. And then right. also, this bonus 10th episode, whenever that comes out, it's got to be a side story. Mm-hmm. Because I think it would be rude and cruel to undo the emotional heft of Natalie passing at the end of season two. Yeah to do another episode with the present storyline or yeah, really. with the backstory of the girls I think it has to be a story about the yeah. man in the cabin or right. I, I don't know what else maybe right or, Lottie be, or being rescued or or maybe
1: like a like a full Natalie episode in some way seeing things that, that would we be haven't great. seen before right
0: that would be great
1: um maybe
0: uh, like she and Travis going on their last vendor or something or yeah yeah
1: <sighs> yeah <sighs> um i and and it makes me i think the if you acknowledge that the wilderness is real mm-hmm. um then there's a question about like is the wilderness a good guy or a bad guy right and like is there i think there's a world where everybody starts to get on board with believing in the wilderness and it actually becomes a showdown to like conquer the wilderness, mm. um, because right now there's a lot of rever- reverence, right? There's a lot of um,
0: paying homage. It's if, if it's and real, thinking. we need to
1: do what it says, right? As opposed to if it's real, we need to send it back to hell.
0: Sure, um, sure, yes, they're all very on board. There's right. There's a lot of positivity.
1: There are, there's no one right now, I think, who believes in it and doesn't and doesn't question it, uh, mm-hmm. question its motives. Right, And I think there's room for that in future seasons, because if it's really asking them to kill each other, I would question if it's a good person or not the <laughs> wilderness.
0: <laughs> this possible lady in the tree. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be a good metaphor for just the world that we live in and mm. how nature is intrinsically neutral. Mm. And the very nature of life is things are born, things are die. Yeah, things that die will help other things be born. It's very yeah. cyclical. There isn't necessarily motive yeah. behind nature; mm-hmm. it just is what is. And it's only when humans put perceived notions on it mm-hmm. that gives it a motive or gives it a morality. So, yeah.
1: And when you think about that, I mean, when you think about um, uh, when you think about the first body being cooked by nature, and the second body not. You think about like, okay, if if the spirit is real and the spirit and, and it and it is sort of neutral nature, then like it wants people to be able to survive off of what they can, but it actually maybe doesn't want them to kill each other. And maybe that part of it, then maybe the hunt is cooked maybe up in their heads. Mm-hmm. And the realness was like uh giving them birds and uh giving and, and letting them nourish. Um, right. But, but, not, but not getting into this ritual sacrifice.
0: Yeah. I mean, that definitely... We've been calling it the wilderness and we've just been calling it nature. But yeah, yeah. if we were to look at it as Jackie was a, a gift mm-hmm. that Mother Nature was giving them. Yeah, very mothering, like feeding her children. Sure. Yeah. And I could see... Mother Nature being very upset that they allowed this to happen to Javi. Yeah. And then to base a whole ritual around it.
1: (laughs) Eat that heart. Take a just raw bite out of it.
0: (laughs) Which we will never get to experience. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tough to say, but probably not. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I wish I could say with more certainty what I would like to see in season three, because season two was such a radical tonal shift from season one that now I really don't know what to expect. I, I We talked a lot of game at the end of that last podcast to try to figure out what was coming. And uh-huh. now I feel like I'm okay with the fact that I don't know what's coming.
1: Talk to me about the tonal shift that you see between the two seasons and or talk to me about what a season two without a tonal shift would have looked like.
0: I think season one felt more cohesive, but only because it wasn't as ambitious. And I think it's just because that modern day storyline, as I said before, was so cut and dry. It was relatively fairly simple. Just
1: yeah, they're being
0: blackmailed. Yep, and then they perceive there's a mystery guy, right? It's someone else doing the blackmailing. A murder happens. They're covering that up. Yeah, and then I guess you do have like Nat you know, also being kidnapped at the end, which sure. was kind of like, right. But
1: that was, the I mean, that was a very that was season. season two teaser, right. And right. more than belonging actually in season one.
0: Right. right. Because of course you have like Travis dying and then Nat trying to figure out, did he commit suicide? Uh-huh. was it a murder. Sure. So that was kind of like the third plot in modern day was yep. that. Yep. But again, all of these ideas were fairly simple. Mm-hmm. And I think what you had said earlier, where the, the main thing was connecting the here and now right. and how that was, really the driving yeah. plot of that yeah. season one and so season two the, the tonal shift for me was that they went a little bit more obscure they went a little bit more uh, abstract with the idea of what all of these different women are now doing they really leaned into thaisa's other self uh, with all of the mirror shots where they'd be looking in sure. different directions so that started to Peer through more, you had Misty completely separating with this, like, weird little comedy B-plot with Walter (laughs) and the Citizen Detectives, like, for real. Because they kind of teased it in the first season, the whole Citizen Detective connection, but they really leaned into it for this one. And then you have the Natalie and Lottie cult plot point. So it just felt, like, so much more scattered and abstract to me as a whole. Yeah. And then, like, Van being completely trapped in the 90s, running, like, a VHS rental store, like, all of that. It it was just felt very different. Uh-huh. If I would have assumed that the same tone would have followed into season two, it probably would have just been mostly Shauna. You know? Yeah, right. Like, really, that's the only plot point that really felt tonally consistent to mm-hmm. season one. Mm-hmm. Everything else seemed a little bit more fantastic. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. Sure. Just not what I expected.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: And now that they're all together, they gotta separate them again,
1: you know? Right. Right. It's also pretty early if it's if we're really thinking about a five season arc, it's it's um the current day people um spent the majority of season two like outside of their usual lives. Mm-hmm. And that feels pretty early to do that to them. Do you know what I mean? Agreed. Like, that feels a little bit like if we're thinking about, like, that feels like a season five thing or maybe a season four thing that we're we're like, we actually have to see who they are in their lives before we can really pull them out for a finale. Um, And it's surprising to me that they, that we've already gone there and I don't know where we're going next. Yeah. Um, also like, do we think that Lottie's done, do you think, do we think that adult Lottie's done now? I mean, they, they sent her away and they said, you're going to go away for a while now and the nice people are going to help you. Um, do we think that we're putting her, I like maybe, I, I don't think we've seen the last of her, but I no. think we've seen
0: maybe,
1: maybe not season three.
0: I think we're shelving her for now.
1: I think she might come back in season five. Yeah.
0: I think maybe some more mystical things have to occur mm-hmm. for them to think, oh, Lottie was telling the truth. Which, like,
1: I don't know, man. Like, do they? Who knows? Like, like for the to be to honor those characters, do they really need more proof than what they already have? Um, it it feels disingenuous. Like, we let's see who made the decision to call off the to call off the mental institution coming. Van. Van
0: and Van talks Ty also into
1: Van and Ty right? Yeah. Um, it feels disingenuous that 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 any of those women would tell her she's crazy after what they just did.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think what they realized is, I think they were okay with the repercussions of it. They've made peace with killing the person who drew the queen. Mm-hmm. But when that goes awry and someone else dies again, because essentially Natalie was the hobby. In uh-huh. this scenario. Right. And I think they realized it, it might have sent a shock to their system and it maybe made them realize, like, oh, maybe Javi wasn't meant to die at that point. And Natalie certainly wasn't meant to die. At this point, she wasn't chosen. And, and so we I think, don't want to
1: look at that, and so we're just going to send this person away to a mentalist.
0: Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I could see that really waking up. Some of them maybe tie, you know, thinking, like, oh, I made a mistake because... That would have never happened mm-hmm. if we would have just let her be taken away. Even though, do I think taking Lottie away to a mental institution is really the best course of action? No.
1: We're going we're gonna to need but, to work together. Yes. <laughs> um, what do we think that Ty's other wants?
0: I don't know if Ty's other has any...
1: Do we think Ty's other is evil?
0: I don't... Again, I think it's more like nature. I yeah. think... Clearly Ty's other is tracking something. Uh-huh. What's um, the
1: what's the altar about?
0: The fact that she somehow knows where all of the the markings are, whether she's making the markings mm-hmm. or she's finding the markings.
1: Sorry, what's the current day dog head in the, oh. in the crawl space about?
0: Yeah, that's not great. That's not what, great.
1: But like, it feels like it's it feels like it's a clue to whatever the other is after now, right? Sure. Like, yeah. why would you make an altar with a dog's head, right? I don't
0: know. And would that altar maybe have had the son's head before the wife starts seeing things going strangely and pull Sammy out of there? Uh-huh. Could it have been Sammy? Uh-huh. Since Thaisa was apparently watching him uh-huh. in the tree for God knows who long. And like, would
1: you really give that woman another dog?
0: No. No. <laughs> she does not deserve an animal. Nor a son or a wife right now. She needs to... Get her shit together.
1: <laughs> Indeed.
0: Yeah, Indeed. yeah. I did forget about the altar. It's bad news
1: bears. It just right, it does there's...
0: imply that the the other is not great, but
1: or right is is
0: because otherwise the other seems pretty harmless. Ultimately, I mean, she eats dirt. She she just seems like an animal. She seems very naturalistic.
1: Uh, th- uh, Van wakes Ty up from killing herself. Mm-hmm. The other was about to walk Ty off a cliff. That is true. So that's not great.
0: <laughs> not great for Ty. No.
1: <laughs> oh, do you think that was like the other sacrificing Ty? Yes. To the wilderness?
0: Possibly. Okay. Okay. But there are so many other ways to do it, right?
1: Right. And then what happens to the other?
0: That's a good point. Is the other trying to free themselves? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. It's hard to say.
1: So many questions. So <laughs> many questions. Well, uh, drop that new episode. We're <laughs> waiting for it. Showtime.
0: Yeah. Really, the, the only other stuff I just wanted to touch on that I really, really loved yeah. this season. Um, I know they're very big into playing a lot of female singers uh-huh. and musicians from the 90s uh-huh. but of course probably my favorite band definitely my top five is radiohead uh-huh. and so the fact that they had that beautiful scene at the end of episode two yep. during the the jackie scene with climbing up the walls and yep. then natalie's final song when the plane going down yep. street spirit fade out i just thought those were great I thought too. um i really really liked it anytime radiohead started playing i started getting chills yep and I do think that whole scene at the end of episode two, very, very well done. Yeah, yeah.
1: And the, I very mean,
0: chilling to watch. Seen it twice. Really enjoyed it both times. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And shout out, shout out to the music, the whole.
0: Oh, definitely the, whole, the
1: music on the show in general. Um, very well done.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
1: hmm Meeting the moment really well. Uh, living living now and then very well. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Yeah, I think. Is there anything else you wanted to touch on that we kind of skirted around? Um. Oh, I have a question for you.
1: Oh, I have an answer.
0: Do you think Jeff knows about the baby that died because Shauna told him? Or do you think he only knows because of reading her journals? Because I thought that was such a precious moment when Jeff talks to Callie about her sibling that isn't yeah, the sibling that wasn't. Yeah. And I thought that was such a touching moment, but then I, it was instantly heartbroken not knowing if Sean has ever confided in him about that or if he just knows because he's been snooping. I don't know. Because it I... made their relationship seem very healthy for a moment until you question, well, he doesn't really know a lot about her. And she was shocked to know that he knew what he right. didn't know.
1: Right. Yeah, that feels like he read it out of a journal. Right? Yeah.
0: That's kind of how I felt.
1: But yeah, poor Jeff.
0: I know. I, I'm really starting to like Jeff. I'm glad that they're using him more. Me too. I hope they make it. I hope they make it. I don't know if Shauna can make it with anyone, but...
1: I mean... Um, I think he's I,
0: very sweet to her.
1: I think he's very sweet to her. I think Shauna can make it with... I think Shauna and Callie are going to make it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Callie yeah.
1: seems like ready to...
0: Throw down for her mom.
1: Yeah. And ready to like, like, uh, it's, it's, it's a really fun dynamic to, to learn that Callie didn't want for perfection. She just wanted the truth. Right. Yeah. Like, I think
0: that's what any child wants.
1: Right. And, and, well, and, and to know that, um, like to, okay, okay, I'm, I'm in a family of, of screwed up criminals. Great. (laughs) What can I do to help?
0: Glad I'm clued in now.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now I have the memo.
1: Yeah, it's pretty lovely. Um, yeah. kind of rooting for that in a strange way. Um, shout out to the citizen detectives and then all their musical theater. Um, I was a big fan of his tape collection. I definitely paused and looked at all the titles and, um, I. And and I guess that's a nice like Crystal too, right? Crystal was into the musical theater before yep. before she perished. Um, yeah. Uh I don't think that we know everything about Walter yet, right?
0: I don't think so either. Yeah. But I do like the idea that they're fleshing him out to be crazy enough that hopefully if Misty confides in him, he'll take it and start. It. That's what I'm kind of hoping. Because sure. Misty needs someone to be able to confide in. Yeah you know
1: I'm not convinced that he's gonna be a nemesis later on yeah or that he's not gonna be right I think it's a possibility Mm, I mean yeah that he could turn against them but maybe I've just watched Sin City too many
0: times that's true (laughs) (laughs) he's very good he could turn on a dime
1: he could amazing well um can't wait to can't wait to watch that 10th episode and can't wait to watch the next season and um you know by the time we're done we'll all be older and wiser and
0: (laughs) it's true that's true.
1: We'll get sure. we'll through this together.
0: Yeah. Uh, the wilderness is definitely trying to take back this earth from the humans because we've treated it very poorly. So Yellow uh-huh. Yellowjackets. Uh, um, yeah. Are you
1: talking about the show or the wildfires?
0: Uh, just life in general.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's live while we can.
0: Yes. Hopefully the world will maybe hopefully be in a better place a little bit by the time Jackets is over. But we'll see.
1: We'll find out. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Well, yes, listeners, uh if you've enjoyed this episode and you haven't listened to Scotty and I talking about season one, you can find that in the archives on storyscreenpresents.com. Um if you have listened to this and not the season one podcast, that's great. And that's awesome. <laughs> if you've listened to both podcasts, that's great too. Um Story Screen has a bunch of other podcasts out there though. Uh hot takes, Story Screen reports, mm-hmm. over drinkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike and Diana are doing a cool series where they're covering all of the Mike Flanagan television shows. And they've been dropping episodes every so often. And those have been great. So go check those out. And then obviously we have a bunch of articles and reviews on the website as well. As well as all of our events that we've been throwing. We have a lot of events coming up this summer. So make sure you follow story underscore screen underscore presents. On Instagram and you can find out about all of those events like free movie screenings and also trivia nights, which are a lot of fun. Um, Scotty, do you have anything individually that you would like to plug?
1: Uh no, just have a great summer, everybody.
0: I love that. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, we're
1: Yeah. Keep beginning it on the high July. school trend. Hags. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, what a nice sentiment. Beginning of July. Got a couple more months of summer. Really get out there. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you, Scotty, for joining me.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Can't wait to talk about the next one. You're welcome. Hopefully we'll do another episode, whether it's on the Patreon or not. Sounds good. Uh, And hopefully we'll get Diana on that podcast as well. That'd Mm -hmm. be a lot of fun.
1: Yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Um, My biggest critique about this season is that they never said buzz, 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 but I'm going to say it to you now. Buzz, buzz, buzz.
0: Buzz, buzz, buzz. And listeners, buzz, buzz, buzz to you. Mm. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.